inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. What are you fighting for? That's the question today, ladies and gentlemen. What are you fighting for? Are you ever tired of being sick and tired? Are you ever tired of the fight? Are you ever tired of the battle? Do you ever get tired of wondering why? Why this is happening? Why I'm going through this? Why I have to do this? Why, 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 why? Well, if not then you're not human. You're AI, aren't you? Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to consider what is life, right? There's a saying out there. I don't know who wrote it, but it says life is a challenge. Meet it. Life is a gift. Accept it. Life is an adventure. Dare it. Life is a tragedy. Face it. Life is a duty. Perform it. Life is a game, play it. Life is a mystery, unfold it. Life is a song, sing it. Life is an opportunity, take it. Life is a journey, complete it. Life is a promise, fulfill it. Life is a struggle, fight it. Life is a goal, achieve it. Life is a puzzle, solve it. Life is eternal. Believe it. You know, and what I learned a long time ago in 31 years of transformational leadership training, that nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. So I'm going to tell you right now, life is what we make it. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I have a really busy show. I'm going to talk about a lot. You know, I was just in Mexico last week in Monterey, Mexico. A great uh, international company called Nidec Motors uh, brought me up. I've been working with Nidec, I realized, for about 24 years now, uh, on and off good and bad economies. Uh, And uh, got a chance to go to Monterey, Mexico, and uh, train really 17 of their executives. And uh, Javier Davila, uh, so thankful, Javier, you trust me with the greatest asset that you have, the hearts and minds of your people. And I took um, 16 people who barely spoke my language, some very little. And uh, in 48 hours, they transformed their life. You know, Dr. Albert Moravian uh, talked about that only 7% of communication is words. And I know a lot of people like to argue with that and debate that. But I'm telling you, he's more right than he's wrong. Because most of the words I spoke this weekend, no comprehendo. Uh, I, I'm a gringo and I speak fast. The typical human being speaks 120 to 150 words per minute. El gringo here, a senior negro, uh, I get to 180. And not only that, I use big words. What you would call multisyllabic words, big words, big words, not only to impress myself, but to make a point that I know how to use words, etymology. 
And so we got a busy show. Not only are we talking about some things that happened for me over the weekend, but we're also going to be joined by a friend, author Kelly Nicole Garrison. Uh, will join our listening family uh, talking about her new book, Love Worth Fighting For. She's got a great story, and her story will inspire others that the good fight is a worthy and worthwhile fight. Uh, also, we'll talk about the transformational success because uh, I'm odd. I'll be honest with you, I am awed by what took place uh, in Monterey, Mexico. And all glory to God, Team 246 accomplished more than that was possible. And again, uh, it's not me doing it, uh, but it is God doing it. But I'm sure honored to be his conduit. Uh, I'm sure am glad to be his P Pinocchio. You know, to, he's my Geppetto. You know, God has a lot of uh, activity tied to his name. You know, he's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He's Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. He's Jehovah Sidkenu, the, the Lord is my righteousness. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. But he's also Jehovah Geppetto. <laughs> he's Jehovah Geppetto. Uh, he's pulling all the strings. And today, I want you to consider that life is a battle. Life is a battle. And the question is, what are you fighting for? Are you even fighting? Why are you fighting? If you have a nemesis, who is your enemy? How do you access your status? In other words, how do you know how well you're doing? Are you doing well or are you falling short? Are you on course or are you off course? Are you closer this week than you were last week? Are you doing better this week than you were last week? See, those are all questions that are required if you're in the battle and if you are living a self-examined life. And in this battle, you gotta get this, in this battle, you have a three-part being. See, you have a vehicle to get through this battle with, this journey with, it's called a body. And there are rules to the body. And you gotta learn those rules. The body releases chemicals. Those chemicals make you feel empowered, turned on, turned off. But you got the mind and the battle is in the mind. And nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And the map is not the territory. But you gotta realize you are not the body and you are not the mind. You are the spirit occupying the body, directing the mind, unless you let it go. See, this is why your mission is important. Anything that keeps you from your mission is an enemy or tool of the enemy. And if you don't have a mission, if you don't know why you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again, then I'm telling you right now, you're not only losing a battle, but you're just existing. And you were made for, made for a reason. You were made for a cause. You have a reason why. There's a reason why the God of the universe created you. There's a reason why the God of the universe saved you and kept you here. What is your why? Why do you get up each day? Why do you do what you do? Why did the God of the universe create you? Why did he give you what you have? Are you a beastie boy? You know the beastie boys, right? You wake up late for school, man, you don't wanna go. You ask your mom, please, but she still says no. You miss two classes and no homework, 
but you teach your past like you're some kind of jerk. You gotta fight for your right to part, right? Is that what you, is that what your life's about? Are you just a beastie boy? Or are you actually fighting the good fight? You know, Paul was always using the metaphor battle in the Bible. He talked about putting on the armor of God. Yet when Peter drew his sword and cut the air of Malchus, he was commanded to put away for, for Jesus himself said, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So this is not the type of battle. I'm not telling you to take up arms. I'm telling you to take up hearts and souls, take up minds. See, we are in a battle, and the sooner we realize that, the more victorious we and our dreams become. There's the battle between the flesh and the spirit, the battle between the old man and the new man, the, the battle between the man I was and the man I'm becoming, the battle between the lazy me and the committed me, the battle between the me that wants what I want and the me that wants to please God and make him proud so that one day I will hear, well done, my good and faithful child, enter into my rest. Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm gonna to ask you the question, are you fighting the good fight? Are you in, are you in the game? Or are you asking coach to put you in? And today we're gonna to hear from Kelly. She's a friend, she's a graduate, she wrote a great book, Love Worth Fighting For. And today I'm gonna to have you consider what is it that you're worth fighting for? What are you willing to fight for? And what does love mean? And what is the worth of that love? And why are you fighting for that love? So, man, we got a great guest, Kelly, and she's going to share a great book. And the good thing you're to know is that Like It Matters was instrumental in all of this. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, well, you got to come back after these breaks with Mr. Black. I'll be right here. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body, and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But, man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Why? Because you matter. Because your time matters. Because your purpose in this life matters. And today I'm asking you, what are you fighting for? And if you're not fighting, I guess the question is, why not? Because gravity's sole purpose is to pull us backwards. Everything's changing all the way around us. It, you're never standing still. You're getting better. You're worse. Uh, the, the day we're born, we are one day closer to death. 
You know, we're either getting closer to God or further away from God. Our marriage is getting better or it's getting worse. Uh, quit pretending like everything's staying the same. It's not staying the same. Every day you're alive, your kids get one day older, maturing one day more, getting closer one day, being out of your house. I'm a father of four kids. So today we're talking about, you know, what's worth fighting for? Uh, and if you're saying, well, why do you have to fight? Because there are forces pulling against you unless you're part of this world, unless you're just part of the ecosystem, right? Where we growth, the uh, growing pains, things hurt. See, there's a comfort zone outside of our comfort zone is fear. And yet most people live inside their comfort zone and most people are comfortably going to hell. Most marriages are comfortably moving to divorce or separation. So this is why we got to fight. You know, the Bible's full of metaphors about fighting. You know, Paul always talked about, you know, fighting the good fight. We talked to Timothy a lot, his spiritual son, you know. He told Timothy, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and self-control. Why? Because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. And even James told us a blessed is a man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. And at the very end, you know, 2 Timothy, a lot of people don't know that 2 Timothy was Paul's last letter. He was in prison. He was getting ready to be beheaded. Uh, uh, and uh, it was his last letter. He was basically saying his goodbye. And the very end of 2 Timothy, he says these words that just put a chill down my spine. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. And ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you right now, most marriages don't end that way. I always joke, and it's a sad joke, but it's a true joke, that the number one cause of divorce is marriage. Because people say, I do, but they mean I'll try. People say, I will, but they mean I'll give it a test drive, see how it works out. Today, we are so blessed because we have someone that I think is my friend. I'm pretty sure she'd call me friend. Uh, she's a graduate of Leadership Awakening. Uh, we used to uh, church together. Uh, hopefully, someday in the near future, we will again. So let's uh, welcome author Kelly Garrison to Like It Matters Radio. Yay. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Hey, Mr. Black. Thank you for having me. You know, I brought all these pe I brought all these people just to applaud you. See, uh, now, Kyle, all right, you guys can go home now. I'll pay you later. I'll pay you later. Don't worry. But we had five of them in there. Did you hear all the hands clapping for you? John brought them all in for you. So, uh, so Kelly, I'm so happy to have you on the radio with me. So tell me, first of all, uh, the book, uh, Love Worth Fighting For. I know it seems a, a, a topic that should be self-explanatory, but tell us what the book's about, if you don't mind. Yes, my book, Love Worth Fighting For, is is about how we get to know God's love and then we share God's love with those around us. And so I share my testimony about how God set me free from a life of homosexuality and witchcraft. And I share about how God guided me through the rest of my life. Um, he, he brought healing and victory through an affair in my marriage. And uh, he rescued us from false teaching in a church and he helped me find victory through thoughts of depression and suicide. And I also wow. share about Like It Matters, my experience with Like It Matters. Well, 
Yeah, no, and it's so stunning, Kelly, because I'm going to tell you, this is where you can't judge a book by its cover. And, and Kelly, please don't be offended by what I'm about to say. Kelly is beautiful. Uh, Kelly glows from the inside out. You know, the the word enthusiasm, it's a, a Greek word. It means comes from the word enthus. And, and what enthus means is of the spirit. And Kelly has that spirit. You know, it's one of those things I lack. I don't have a lot of joy. When you look at Mr. Black, Scott Black, you see intensity. You see a lot of things. But, you know, see a beaming spirit with Kelly you see a beaming spirit she's intelligent she loves the Lord and and Kelly on the outside to most people you look like wow what a great life what a blessed life oh white privilege or whatever you look like you just got all together but what I love about you is you know the trauma you know the pain you know you've been on the other side of the fence uh, you've been through the struggles, but the book's not about that. The book's about that there's a love worth fighting for, and you're talking about the yes. love of God, correct? Yes, and it's 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 about it's about my messy life and how God is the one who is perfect, and He can He can take He can make beauty from ashes. Yeah, it's beautiful. There's a beautiful song by Gungor, if you don't know or you're not familiar with it. It's a beautiful song. He makes beautiful things. He makes beautiful yeah. things out of the dirt. And that's why, because when he takes something so broken, so flawed like me, Kelly, like you, and he makes them beautiful, we can't take the credit. That's what's right. so cool. It's all glory to God, and you are so good at giving glory to God. But but in that struggle with your love of God, which affected your love of you, there's also a sub um, storyline about your marriage too, correct? Yes. And again, there's another love worth fighting for. Just just share a little piece of that. I don't want to ruin too much because I want the re uh, listeners to read the book, but share a little chunk of that if you don't mind. Okay, so um, I, what I want to share about that is that um, when we love the people around us, it may be like you may be going through a trial and it may be really hard. And it, even the person that you're trying to love may just be so unworthy in your eyes to be loved. But if you would just continue to fight the good fight and keep your eyes on God's love and love those people around you, then God can bring victory and He can bring healing and people's lives can change. And in the midst of the affair in my marriage, um, I'm, I'm here to say that, you know, we are 15 years married and our marriage is better than ever before. And and so it's just because we we, you know, we put the fight in, you know, we fought for each other and we kept loving each other and kept our eyes on Jesus and and now our marriage is better than ever before. So I want to give people hope out there that yeah. if you just you're going through the fire, you just you just endure, you just keep going and um and you will see something beautiful come out of that. But but Kelly, this is the, the cool thing and I kinda surprised I didn't tell Kelly I was gonna approach this. See what I hear is four underlying love stories. The love story that you have for God which but affected the lack of love you had for yourself. Kelly, you know that the lack of love is what caused you, the lack of my own personal love is what caused me to reach out and do some of the things I had. The lack of a love from in the right way from maybe parents in our life. Uh, and in that story is also the love. And I, I personally know Kelly and Kyle. They are friends of mine. I love her husband, not as much as she does, but I love her husband. Uh, and it's all platonic, I brought, uh, in, a, in a phileo love only, phileo only. 
love uh, I love her husband very much. And uh, you know, I look at Kelly and Kyle, and uh, I, I see good. I see two people who love each other. Their ups and downs, struggles. But I think that's what's so good about the book, Kelly. And I've only scanned through the book in all fairness, but it's a beautiful book. There's there's these underlying messages of love and overcoming. But but it's been a lot of pain in your life, Kelly. And one thing that yeah. impressed me so much is you're you're a fighter. See, that's why the day I'm talking about. I thought it was so appropriate to have you on and talk about this. And and we're gonna keep on for another segment because we're gonna talk about how you came to like it matters and how you fought that fight in there with a couple different things. But but Kelly, you know this. You're a fighter. Uh, there's been times where it looked like your marriage was gonna be taken away. There's gonna be times that look like your a lot of things. Your personhood was taken away. A childhood. Tell us about when did you realize that you were a fighter? When did you was it when you became connected to God? When did you realize that I'm willing to fight uh, for what I love? When did that come to you? You know, what comes to mind first is, I know this sounds silly, but um, after I, I received salvation, I learned that my name meant Brave Warrior. And uh, that was really when I first started, um, you know, it was almost like the Lord was speaking to me, you know, because I had I had a lot of childhood trauma. And um, and yeah, and I and I've had to be a fighter. Um, but then when I receive my salvation, you know, the Lord gives me the strength to fight. It's that I want to be in the center of God's will. I want His will to be done in my life so much that I put my eyes on Him and I spend that time with Him and He gives me the strength I need to, to do what He's calling me to do. Uh, what is, so what does Kelly mean again? What does it mean? Brave warrior. Uh, Kelly, Brave you warrior. think that's silly? No, that is not silly. See, one thing about the Bible, you see that a lot of times babies weren't born right at birth. Babies, they want to get a personality and understand. And if you read the Bible like Kelly does and I do, then you know every name in the Bible has a reason. It's named because they wept here, because yes. they saved here, because Jehovah provided here. Every name, if you go through all the names of the first seven generations of all man, it tells a story. You know this, Kelly. So it is not silly that the God of the universe uh, named Kelly Garrison, brave warrior. Oh, there's no way. There's And she's a fighter <laughs> and uh, she fights for uh, Kyle and her marriage. But you know, one thing we got to be careful of Kelly, because I'm a, I'm a warrior too, is sometimes we fight the wrong people. Sometimes because right. we're so used to fighting that someone who is friend, we might perceive as foe uh, and sometime push those away. And that's where the awareness comes in. Right, Kelly? Right. Yeah, and we got to keep that. But after the break, Kelly, I want to go into how we came together because the book was yes. written, as at least you say, because of the experience you had with Like It Matters. I'd like to, yes. the next segment, let's go over that. So please stay with us. We're talking to Kelly Garrison, a great author of a great book called Love Worth Fighting For. And today we're talking about what are you willing to fight for? I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. 
Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Today, we're in a fighting mood. For I have fought the good fight. I am finishing my course. I am keeping the faith. Not only did Paul say that, but I said that. And today, we are blessed because we have an author uh, who wrote a great book. She's a personal friend. Her and Kyle are friends of mine. Uh, she's a graduate of uh, Leadership Awakening. So let's welcome back uh, Kelly. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. And we would you mind telling people, how can they get the book? How do they get your incredible books? A great book. Highly recommend it. How do they get it? Yes. Love Worth Fighting For by Kelly Nicole Garrison. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, and uh, um, I want to ask you, because uh, we know each other personally, we met each other at a church that uh, neither one of us attends anymore, but um, let me ask you, uh, what brought you to Leadership Awakening? When you decided that, yeah, I think I'm going to do this, what was it about th uh, that you wanted or that you thought you were going to get that brought you to the doors of my classroom? Well, I saw my husband go through it, and he got set free of his anxiety and I knew that I needed to go through this training. I, I knew the Holy Spirit was prompting me to. I had some, some deep depression of not wanting to live anymore. And uh, I just knew that there was something there that was there and that God wanted to bring it to service and work on that in me. And I was pretty terrified to come, but I knew I needed to. I knew it was essential. Well, and this is Kelly, you know, Kelly and I are both warriors. Kelly and I both have similar childhoods, not exactly the same, probably different types of trauma, but uh, I was uh, raised in a very abusive home and uh, on my own at a very young age. And part of that, uh, looking for something to satisfy me, I turned to pornography and turned to a lot of, and for three decades, you know, if I didn't, um, uh, you know, was intimate with a girl, a woman, uh, I don't care what I did that day, I would not be happy. So it was so much programming. And, and this is the problem. What happens, and Dr. Alfred Adler tells us this, Kelly, that by the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. And for people like you and me at five years old, we're just working to, to survive through the, the hell that we're living in. And so we create a belief system, a structure, a belief system that allows us to to function, to survive, to get through it. The problem is we many times don't go back and revisit the structure of that belief system. And it matters because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. So you you had an issue with men. You had an issue with men as well, correct? When you went into my yes. class, correct? Yeah, so, yes, and I understandably. Had... Go ahead. 
I had experienced a lot of rejection from pretty much yeah. every man in my life. And so I had issues with men where I could not see them in a healthy way as my brothers in Christ. Yeah, because, and this makes sense. See, this is where just basic modifi- behavior modification, behavior reinforcement. If Kelly, if a girl is constantly rejected by a man in any other way except sexual, then what do you think that woman's going to do? Well, that woman knows that I get uh, approved of, I get uh, people like me when I make them happy in this certain way. And so uh, what happens is then we fall into that pit, which then makes us feel shamed and dirty, which we feel less uh, uh, less good about ourselves, which feeds this huge cycle, uh, and it becomes more destructive and more detrimental unless there's a love worth fighting for. And that's where, <laughs> Kelly, where God loved you enough that he said that you were the love worth fighting for. Uh, yes, and, your and he put, me in, he put me in like it matters, and I had all, a Amen. class of all boys. And uh, That's so cool, right? That's so cool. <laughs> and I would say, first, I'm so thankful yeah. for... I'm so thankful for all my brothers. They just, they were, they were there for me. They, they were encouraging and supportive and they're the reasons why I'm healed of my issues with them today and could go out and minister to men on the streets. Yeah, so Kelly Kelly didn't know this. We, we're open to men and women. They're open enrollments unless a company buys a class. And so we typically, I would say, probably have, you know, three quarters men, one quarter women. But Kelly, when you showed up, how many women were in your class? <laughs> None, just 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 Mrs. Black. Just you. <laughs> just you. And what did you have, what, five men or six men? How many other people did you have? I think it was six. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I think you were. That's what I thought too. So here's how God works. From the beginning of time, God set up her meeting, Scott Black, uh, Kyle meeting Scott Black at church, Kelly going to training, and puts her in a class with a strong male dominant leader, right, Kelly? I mean, that's me, Mr. Black, and (laughs) six other participants, all men. So her leader was a man, her, her participants were all men, uh, and that's what God gave her to cleanse her so she could trust. And tell me, what was, what was Leadership Awakening like? Was it, was it rewarding? Was it tough? Was it everything you hoped for? What did you think about your experience at Leadership Awakening? It was definitely the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life, but it was worth it. I mean, before I went into Like It Matters, I didn't want to live anymore, and now I want to live my best life like it matters. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just uh, so I'm so cool. thankful. It was it was uh, it 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 helped me have focus and discipline so that I can accomplish my goals in life. Yeah, you start you started believing in yourself, and it was shortly after uh, the class that you made the decision to write the book. So tell me about that thought process. You came out of class. It what did you, were you always planning on writing a book? How did that thing come together with after class, you had the impetus to write the book? So I'd always wanted to write about my testimony, but every time I would, I would just, you know, get like maybe a chapter in and then I would just not finish it. And so about a couple months after like it matters, I was feeling prompted by the Holy spirit to write a book and I was like dismissing it for a little bit because I'm just like, I'm like, God, I don't want to start this and not finish it. So I'm just not going to do it. But the Holy Spirit kept prompting me and prompting me. And I finally was like, okay, all right, God, I, I, I heard gen- the Lord's gentle voice tell me, I want you to get on your computer once every day 
and just devote that just just open your computer and start typing whether it's a sentence or a chapter whatever it is at least every day i'm going to be disciplined and focused to at least do that and i tell you what i would open my computer and i would just be typing and the words would just flow and i just like i i wrote the book within two months wow and that was the focus and discipline. I got that focus and discipline from the training at Like It Matters. I mean, I would have never had that focus and discipline if I had not went through the training that, that you and Mrs. Black wow. put us through. That's and so, so I'm so incredible. thankful. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. And so so when you wrote the book and then you, you figured, what do I get it published? How do I get it published? So after you wrote it, did you have already a way to publish it or were you just walking by faith? What was that like? I was just walking my faith. I honestly, like, I didn't even know if I would put it in a book form because I go into some raw stuff about my marriage. And uh, I, I shared that I wrote the book with my husband at Christmas time. And he just was really supportive and encouraged me to, to get it published. And so I just saw something about, you know, turning your book in to get it published. And I thought, well, I'll give it a try. And it got approved. And so, yeah, just walk by faith and... It was published this year. Oh, wow. Hey, could you tell me, have you talked to anybody that's uh, shared a story with you about the book or something or an impact that it's made? Have you heard anything like that yet? I'm just kind of curious. Yes, actually, yes. Um, one of my best friends, Cody Puckett, she, um, she messaged me telling me that uh, and it was neat because I didn't even remember that I had wrote what she read, but she said that she read that um, every act of love is a miracle. And, and it really like stood out to me after she had told me that that really touched her, that really blessed her life because she really didn't look at love like that. But she, it's, it's true. It's true. And it came from the Lord. It totally came from the Lord. Every act of love is a miracle, big or small. And so I think like if we could just keep that in the forefront of our minds, I mean, just imagine what God can do. Uh, and Kelly, you're, you're a fighter. I mean, that's the cool thing. And, and you know, we got to fight for what we want, especially in today's world where the world is pulling us and the destruction of the family is uh, really on the front page on everything we see. It's, it's really about destroying the family and, and getting girls and young boys to, to doubt their own sexuality to the point where they're going to get medical operations. I mean, uh, as bad as things were when you grew up and when I grew up uh, in our families, Boy, our kids get it tougher and tougher. And I know you fight daily for the innocence of your kids. I mean, you you have five kids. You've homeschooled your kids a lot. Now you live in a small, but you fight constantly for the innocence of your children, don't you? Yes, and it is, and we do have to fight, and it is hard, and it hurts. And let me tell you, like, it does not come by our own strength. We, we've got to be making the time to get on our knees in prayer and, and reading the Word of God. He, His Holy Spirit is powerful and in our lives when we yeah. ask Him to come into our lives. And, and, and we need to rely upon His strength because it is, it is hard, and in the most circumstances, impossible to get through some of the things yeah. that we're going through today. Amen. Amen. So real quick, Kelly, tell the listeners again how they can get your book and the title again. One last time, please. Yes. Love Worth Fighting For. You can get it on Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And also, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Kelly at loveworthfightingfor.org or on Facebook. My Facebook page is Love Worth Fighting For by Kelly Nicole Garrison. And Kelly, and any to any women listening out there that think that Leadership Awakening is just for men, what do you say to them? Oh, that is so not true. Like it is, it is 
so for women and men and it is essential for anyone out there it it like it matters is essential for any living person out there i mean it'll bring about something amazing in your life Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Kelly. Well, God bless you, you. And I'm looking forward to getting out and seeing your, uh, you. all your produce because you're, you're growing a lot. I'm seeing it. So I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Yes. God bless you. And give, uh, give, uh, give Kyle a big hug for me. Okay. Okay. And give Mrs. Black a hug for me. God I bless will you. do. All right. God bless you, Kelly. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I am so blessed because I get to meet people at such a deep place uh, in our training. You know, you should go to likeitmatters.net. If you want to truly live your life like it matters, if you want to truly learn how to fight the good fight, because you got a toolbox. And what I do is show you how to use all the tools that you've always had. And after the break, I'm going to go a little bit deeper. What is it that's worth fighting for? So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and uh, kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm gonna get emotional, okay. but it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio Like It Matters. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Today, I'm posing the question, what's worth fighting for? I'm not talking about guns and knives. No, I don't like that type of fighting. But we got to fight the good fight. And part of what we're doing on this radio show is fighting the good fight. We're helping you fight the battle in the mind. So please, uh, if you do social media, like us, share us on Facebook, Like It Matters Radio. Please, Facebook right? Facebook slash Like L-I-M Radio. Please, uh, we got a 501c3. We need your help financially, man. Uh, we help a lot of people. We don't let money be a reason why we help them. Uh, go to likeitmatters.net. Donate to our 501c3. I mean, you can put your money to good use. We see a need. We meet a need. You realize how many people are struggling with depression or struggling with hope? And we're to be hope pillars. Part of what we're fighting for, that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for hope. There's a lot of things changing around us. We gotta grab our dictionaries. We gotta fight for our dictionaries because they're changing everything. You know, I got this quote a long time ago. I don't know where I found this, but it says, many linguists believe most people living in a continuous culture will not be able to communicate separated by several hundred years. In non-literate cultures that may occur within four generations, the advent of audio and video may remove that barrier and cause stability in linguistics that may last indefinitely. That said, there's a trend for languages to simplify. English, for example, is among the world's richest languages built on top of many advanced languages, including Rom Roman, Germanic, Norse, many other tongues. And it has always been an absor absorbative language clearly evidenced by American English. Sadly, however, American English seems to be losing ground as the common vernacular becomes simplified. 
Average Americans at the time of the Civil War had far greater and more nuanced vocabularies. Do you hear that? Average Americans at the time of the Civil War had far greater and more nuanced vocabularies than we have today. Compare the speeches of people like Lincoln, Teddy Roosevelt, and others, and compare that to the alphabet vomit spewed from today's leaders, and it's pretty shocking. Now, this guy goes on to say, I fear in 200 years, those living in the land currently called America will have functional vocabularies of less than 200 words. There won't be a 200 years. <laughs> but that's sad. This is what's going on. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to be fighting. Matter the, there's so many fights. Are you fighting for your marriage? If you're not fighting for your marriage, you got a world that's working to destroy it. Are you fighting for the, uh, the sanctity of your wedding bed? Are you fighting for the innocence of your children? They're working to get our children. Why? Because at five years old, if you can make that child think that the perverted is normal, then they will embrace the perverted and start dabbling in the perverted. This is what happens. You look at the ancient, look at look up uh, Baal of Beor, B-A-A, Baal, you know, of Beor, B-E-O-R. The word Beor means opening. And it's when there was an opening uh, between the worship of God and the worship of gods of this world. And that's what's happening. And ladies and gentlemen, we're running out of time. You got to fight. I mean, Kraft, one of my good clients, Nabisco, Mondelez, whatever you want to call them today, they got to fight for store shelf, product shelf space, right? And they, I heard those Keebler elves are, are vicious, man. They're vicious. <laughs> So you gotta fight the good fight. God calls us to, and here's the problem, we're running out of time. And that's why I open my training, when my students open their manual, they open to this quote. It's 11.59 on the clock of destiny. You've only got a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon you, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But it's up to you to use it. You'll suffer if you lose it. Give account if you abuse it. It's only a minute, but eternity is in it. And you know what I love about this quote, even though I don't know who said it? It's got both Kronos and Kairos in it. You know, it's 1159, that's Kronos. On the clock of destiny, that's Kairos. You've only got a minute, again, Kronos. 60 seconds in it, but that's Kronos. But what they're talking about is Kairos when it says you've only got a minute. And it is forced upon us. We can't refuse it. We're here, ladies and gentlemen. We're here at this time. It is what it is. And if you're going to fight the good fight, whatever that fight is, whether for your marriage, for your God, for culture, for your kids, then you need to be properly prepared. That's what I do on this radio show daily. That's why you got to support us. That's why please like us, share us. Any format where you listen to podcasts, this is a live radio show. And then it gets put on likeitmattersradio.com. This is a live radio show. And then it's posted as podcasts on any way you listen to podcasts as living life like it matters podcast. Why? Because man is a three-part being, right? I am a spirit. I live in a body. I possess a consciousness. The real me is spirit. The body is the medium, my vehicle by which my spirit expresses itself, and I possess a consciousness. All life on this planet, think about this. Plant life exists on a physical plane. Animal life exists on a physical and conscious or social plane. Man, us, we live, exist on a physical 
a slash social and a spiritual plane. Now notice how things are separated. There's differences. In the same degree by which the plant life is separated from the animal life by the inclusion of the consciousness or the social aspect, so man, listen, man is separated from the rest of the animal life by the inclusion of our spirit. See, as a human being, we have certain needs. We have lots of wants, but we have needs. We have bodily needs. We have mental needs. Uh, and we have deep spiritual needs. And there are fights in all these. There are people I know now that are struggling from kidney failure. There are people I know right now that are going through a divorce. There are people right now that are struggling with their spouse cheating on them. You know, and this is why we go back to, you know, what are you doing? Are you in the good fight for our culture? Are you in the good fight for each other? You realize how many people are broken, hurt, and empty? You realize how many people just want to know they matter? You realize how many people just want to know they, that someone cares, that someone can see them? And you could be that one person. Start making eye contact with people. Start realizing that every single human being you walk by is a living, breathing human being. Every single human being that posts on Facebook, because some are bots, but every single human being who posts on Facebook, whether you agree with them or not, that is a living, breathing human being. A person who wants to love and be loved, a person who wants to know they matter, a person who wants to provide for the safety of their family, a person who likes to think they're special, just like you. You know, I got this quote from, uh, from Cicero. He said, a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly, but the traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely. His sly whisper rush rustling through all the valley alleys, heard in the very halls of government itself. For the traitor appears not as a traitor. He speaks in accents familiar to his victims, and he wears their face in their arguments. He appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city. He infects the body politic so they can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear. Ladies and gentlemen, there are enemies at the gate. Are you willing to fight the good fight? This is why you got to know what operating system. You got to have a mission. You got to have a purpose. Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get the next day? Go to likeitmatters.net. Let me help you. Go listen to this daily radio show. Do you have a flesh operating system or a God operating system? Just like you either have a Windows operating system or an Apple operating system. If you have a flesh operating system, it's going to be harder to maintain the good fight. And remember the six P's of preparation. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. I would much rather be prepared for a battle that does not take place than not be prepared for one that does. And so, ladies and gentlemen, let me help you put on the armor. Let me help you take control of where the battle is. The battle's in the mind. And so if you're going to win the battle of the mind, you've got to know how your mind works. You gotta know how your heart and mind works together. You gotta know the machinations of the body. 
The body releases 63 known chemicals based on three things you do. The mind runs the body, and the Bible tells us to transform your thinking, to not think like everybody else, to hold your thoughts captive, to control the focus of your thinking. How do you do that if you've never been trained? So listen to this daily radio show. If you miss it live, then go to likeitmattersradio.com. And if you want to truly live your life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net. And I'm the man that can help you get to where you want to go. I am Mr. Black, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.